Hello everyone and welcome to Monique's Pet Whisper. So today is Monday, it is January 10th and I woke up to a sea of negative information from the news. I mean, there there is just so much happening in the world. And I believe this has been this has been going on forever. We as humans been saying, "Oh, the world's coming to an end." We've been saying that for the past 400 years. So, um, with that being said, I wanted to kind of usher in a dream, a dream that I had that I wasn't expecting to have. Um, there was a lot of different things going on in my dream. It's like I was, I was getting prepared for something. And part of the dream, it was like I, I had to be very careful with how I carried myself as a black woman because there were two men in the dream they were actually like immigrant I don't know where they were from but they weren't used to to working with a black woman they only knew the stereotypes of what they learned about black women one of the guys um had the audacity to to touch my chest in the dream like he he just had no um space like not in the space, but yeah, he, he just kind of crowded my space. Um, and I had to tell him, you need to back, you need to back up now. The other gentleman, I felt like I was, um, he, he wasn't as bad by any means, but it was still, I still kind of got the impression that he hadn't really worked with a lot of black women. Um, so with that, so within that, um, there were different types of people in the dream. I had disabled people. I had black people, white people. And, and in the dream, people were doing different things. We were in this house, though. And for me, it's like I was trying to get out of this particular house. Um, there was a prominent black family that reminded me of the Obamas that that actually lived in the house. Um but it it was like I remember seeing their their photo. You know, they had the dog, they had the red Christmas dresses, and you know, it, it was very cookie cutter. Um, somehow I was able to to look above me, and when I did, like outside, I don't know how this happened, but I was able to see a flock of birds flying. Actually, they weren't flying over the house; they were. Um, they were actually hover over, hover overing the, hover, over, hovering over the house, hovering over the house, hovering over the house, like a little mouse. Um, what was interesting about these birds, I'll tell you several things. Number one, it wasn't just one type of bird, it was different types of birds. Number two, there was actually a penguin that was also flying with these groups of birds. Three, there was another, um, more so, uh, it was more so a land bird that you wouldn't necessarily see flying with the penguins. So there were about four or five different species of birds flying together. And one of them, on purpose, they dropped me, a, they dropped a feather. Now, I collect feathers, so... When this feather came a, a coming down, um, for some reason, I didn't realize 
I had to go on top of the roof to get this feather. That was the only way to get it. And so now my mission became, I had to climb up on the roof. There was no man in the dream that could help me. There was nobody to help me do this. I was determined because I knew the power of these animals and I knew the power of having one of those feathers and what that would, how that would actually help me. And so I began, um, you know, getting dressed, getting ready to, to go out pretty much. Okay. Um, so the feather stayed on top of the roof. I didn't finish out the dream cause I ended up waking up, but I had to get the feather. So I just, as a pet whisperer, this is many reasons I call myself pet whisperer, but, um, animals come to me in, in dreams. Um, I am a strong witness on animal totems and they've always come to me through, I've had two doves visit me so far and I've had many other experiences with animals. Um, I enjoy uh, helping people to, to connect with nature and to connect with their spiritual selves. Um, and we need that. We need, we know we need this. So. Some of the some of the interpretation I can share with you is that what I appreciated was that the birds they weren't it wasn't all one type of bird flying. These are bird like a penguin doesn't necessarily fly that high above the sky like that. But all of these birds were trying to tell me that we if we can dream big, if we we can work together even though we have a different, we have different species, even though we live, some of us live in cold areas. Some of us live in tropical areas. Some of us are small. Um, some of us are, are very big, you know, but one thing is in common. We all have wings to fly. Okay. We all lay eggs. We have a commonality. Okay. We, we may, we, we may, live in a different area. We may live in a different um, area. We may speak a different language as people. But one thing is for sure, we both, you know, eat and take a dump. Okay? If I, I just wanted to be very real with you. So if, if the birds are trying to send a message, don't you think there's a message here that you can take? What is the message? We should all be able to, to work together and to get along no matter what side of the world we live on, no matter what we look like, because we all have we all have shared commonalities as a, as a human race. The feather is a connection from the celestial skies, the communication from the celestial skies to humans. The problem in my dream was the only way to get the feather was for me to climb the roof of a house. Well, what does a house normally represent? Represent A house represents your temple. You know, it represents your, your innermost sanctuary. If you ever have a dream that your house is in chaos, that's because your life is in chaos. You know, I've had dreams like that. Or somebody defiled your home because you let the wrong person around you in your life. You know, but but the fact that the feathers, the only place I could get them, they were on top of the roof 
Well, what is the roof of our body? It's our head, right? It represents our the, our mind. So the roof of a house is representing the the top. I mean, your your spiritual essence, how you receive information. And in order sometimes to get this type of information, you you have to think outside of the box. Outside of the box was me leaving the house. Me leaving the house that had so many, you know, re- a lot of repetitious going, going on. Just the same old movement. You know, you have the same kind of people. You have the people that are connected to the system. You have prominent black families. You have families that are not prominent. Um, you have misogyny. You you have people trying to build a business. All of this was going on in this house. Okay, all of this different stuff. And the only way to break free people is to, you have to leave the box. Leaving the box is very scary because you don't know what fox is looming around waiting for you to fall. Leaving leaving the house or thinking outside of the box can cause you to be very vulnerable and to to heighten your frequency in which other powers that be will smell you. Once they start smelling you, then unfortunately sometimes your life can start start to get really hectic. Um thinking outside of the box re- requires a commitment. It, it requires the audacity to to want to change. Um, it requires being vulnerable and risking your life. Because I had to climb up on the top of a roof. You know what? Somebody told me the directions. They said, you just have to get this ladder. You need to put on this coat. You know, but they didn't help me. In fact, it was a man in the dream that told me all of this. But he said he couldn't help me. When we're on the quest for um, spiritual advancements and for uh, spiritual growth, oftentimes we will be alone in that journey. That journey is only for us. You know, it's only for you particularly. And that's just how it is. The, The quest is for you to define and also for you to achieve. Um, thinking outside of the box, um, can be very scary because the box has corners within the corners resides um dark stagnant dank energy i'm not talking about black energy as as it relates to black people i am talking about old spiritual matter resides in corners this is why when you have a smudge stick you need to what burn burn it and um put that smudge stick on all the corners of your house why is that? That's because for some reason, that's where dark energy resides. Dark energy resides in the four corners of, of our, how can I say it, of the web of earth. Okay. There are some, there is something that's called four corners. Those four corners are actually governed by very old, dark, dank, non-conforming, stagnant energy that is really only concerned about darkness and they will flee from the light okay now there are two ways to dwell in darkness um dwelling in darkness doesn't have to be a bad thing at all um it it could be 
dwelling in, in a state of trust, dwelling in a state of faith and not knowing which way you're going to go, but being, but stepping out on faith. Let's just make it simple. The other type of darkness that we refer to is when you're totally lost and you are not even listening in terms of how to get back home, or maybe you are listening, but you're just lost in darkness. So there's two ways to approach darkness. One way is voluntary. The other way is involuntary. If it is involuntary, that is your journey that you have to go through, just like walking or traveling the Sahara Desert or going in any sort of direction to to um, to change and to grow. So those are the two ways that you can dwell in darkness, involuntary and voluntary. OK, so um, I want people to start being uh, more aware of your inner your inner fears, your inner dark cavities. We all have them that pre- that prevent us from thinking outside of the box. So I actually wrote a short story and it was called, uh, it is called The Black Box. And The Black Box had to do with a woman who, um, she, she was intrigued with this black box, but what she didn't realize is that the black box, um, she was actually sort of afraid of it, but inside of the box was her inner child. But it was like in the dream, she she felt um, defeated from her inner child. And there was something, there was a monster actually that began to torment her and um, throughout this experience. And it was her journey to, to find her inner voice, her inner child. And inside of the black box, she, she would be, be released. And so her inner child would be set free when she was aware of the situation. So sometimes when we're going through stuff, part of part of us is asleep. We're not seeing this abuse or this repetitious of things that keep occurring and keep replaying themselves over and over again. We're just here we are just going along with it. And so I want to help people get to the point where they're there. They wake up out of that sleep. Because as as we get hypnotized with our social media, you know, a lot of this stuff that isn't necessarily helping our lives, but actually bringing us into a backward spiral, you have to be aware that are you falling into the hands of the mark of the beast? Because once you start to become a follower, they call it even what is it, herd immunity, it's like, you know, once you start being a follower, though, you, you're you just going to become a puppet. You have to be able to, to think outside of the box and not be afraid of the fox, okay? So I wanted to give you guys a quick um, flavor of thought and as, as we go through these challenges. I also wanted to give a shout out to Virginia, um, you know, my my voice is speaking um, for you in many ways with a lot of the racism that is occurring in West Virginia and other places throughout the United States. 
I am not afraid to confront or tackle these issues. One day you will see me emerge um, into something else here. Uh, right now I'm laying low with the podcast, but over time you'll see more activity for me. Uh, I do play have a prominent role in the, in the state of Col- Colorado as far as helping uh, business owners. And th- I'm very passionate about that whole mechanism because without businesses, you know, you can't leave any sort of generational wealth. I hope that society, we can, we can reset ourselves, um, move away from, from capitalism and these, these structures that are failing us every time we look up and we move into a direction of employee ownership and entrepreneurship. I believe that is the future. I want to be a part of um, the ones that helps to establish those things. If more businesses create a, a business model based off of employee ownership from the very beginning, they can have the, the support to, to sustain their business. They, they will have the um, equity lens all automatically from the gate. And the employee will will not be calling off sick so much because they have a purpose. They are a part owner of a company. They're not just an employee, they are a uh, employer. So this is how we start to move outside of our fears, um, move into a, a, a more fluid society. But I will tell you this, if um, America is going through a a big change you all these changes aren't going to get any better right away in certain areas you'll see a positive change but because so many people own weapons and have a there uh, is a mental health crisis and there's um, a crisis as far as you know people having access to to food and housing even if you're making a decent wage, you still may be living paycheck to paycheck because your expenses are more than what you get paid, even if it's 75 grand a year. This is why a lot of people that make a ton of money don't always have a lot of money, or maybe they, some do, and it's like, you know, invested. I'm not talking about those folks. I'm talking about people that literally are living just one check away from poverty. Okay, and a lot of people sometimes say, well, that's not my fault, you know, and again, you're part of the problem and you're not making a solution. So um, be encouraged. Um, Stand tall. If you have children, don't let them walk home at night. Stop being um, complacent when it comes to taking care of your babies. You know, educate them about um, history, the history of slavery the good and the bad, um, the inventors of slavery, the business owners of, of many slaves, um, how they how many black people contribute to the political process. I am not an African-American. I am a black indigenous woman because I say that, too, because the people of the continent of Africa don't see me as a as a part of them. Black people, we need to we need to stop trying to be accepted by different groups. We need to start accepting ourselves first. We are a black indigenous. That means we are native to the land. We have been on this land longer than most of the 
uh, other immigrants, white and black, that have moved over here. Okay, but yet we allow people to mistreat us. Um, we have our own inner turmoils and self-hatred that stems back from slavery. For those of us that want to make a change and want a, a new world and a new society, we have to get past, at one one day, get past race. We have to do that, people. We've got to get past race. But until that point, I have to continue to be an advocate along with other people because we, are, we have a serious race crisis. Um, we can't really toggle and focus on a whole bunch of other things without tackling the issue of race. Race has become, it's, it's like the heartbeat of disparity. You know, if you take out race, then there's class, okay? Well, how can you discriminate against someone's class through race, <laughs> through the way they look? putting them in certain places based off of the way they look. How can you discriminate against gender? Um, first of all, what gender are they? That's going to play a role as far as um, race and gender and how badly th that person gets treated, right? So all of these things have an intersection, whether we want to admit it or not. And until that time, there will continue to be um, natural disaster disasters, uh, people carrying guns and shooting them, um, they have no business doing that. We have to make a stand and make it scary for, for intruders. We have to take back our community, white, black, red, and yellow. We have to care about our, our fellow man, our fellow woman. We have to stop allowing people to mistreat us, okay? The last thing I'll say, and I really have to go because I have a meeting coming up, is... Last night, my, well, first of all, my grandmother lives in a affluent neighborhood. She was, her and my grandpa were the first black family in this, that were allowed to move in this neighborhood due to racial, the racial covenant laws, okay? Last night, some guy, uh, um, I don't know if he was a gang member or what, but he, he stole a car and my grandmother was out dumping the trash at night and there was all these police officers in the backyard telling her to go back in. And apparently this guy threw his gun in my grandmother's backyard. Now my son was over there, my cousin and her daughter, you know, and they blocked off the whole section of where she lives across the street. They had fire truck. I mean, every, the whole system was shut down. Now further half a mile down the road from there, there, there are million dollar mansions, probably like a quarter of a mile. It's like there were mansions. So of course the police are going to be supportive. I only brought that up so we can understand we are living in some crazy times. You know, anything could have went differently. He could have killed my grandmother or shot my son as he was leaving. It could have been a lot of different scenarios. So don't take your life for granted. Make a stand. And my grandmother's neighbors, you know, all white folks, but they all called her and checked up on her and my son to make sure they were okay. We need to have a community like that across the board. When we don't look out for one another, guess what happens? We let a rat in. We let a mole in. We let a snake in. We let a robber in. That robber could be somebody you know, somebody in your family. But when you don't make a stand, you're going to be the one, unfortunately, on the hit list. Okay? So make a stand. Protect yourself. Protect your community. And don't be afraid of the fire. Talk to you soon in a pet whisper.
Oh, near you.